0: Hey friends, welcome to the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. I'm Rob Kosberg, and every week I show you how to use a best-selling book to grow your income and your impact. And if you're interested in having your own best-selling book, I recorded a short video explaining our trademark process at beginmybook.com. All right, hey, welcome everybody. It's Rob here. Excited to bring you a a great guest on our Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. I have Mark Friedman with us today. Uh, Mark is a 40-plus year serial entrepreneur, CEO, and of course, best-selling author of Expense to Profit, Eliminate the Costs that Sabotage Your Growth, uh, Mark loves helping people. As I said, forty years of experience helping businesses free up cash so that it can be reinvested into employees, growing your business, creating social impact. Uh, his first company, Expense to Profit, which we'll talk a little bit about today, has saved companies over one billion dollars. That's billion with a B. Pretty significant there. And uh, Mark has extended his vision where he also helps companies to uh, make a positive impact on the world by taking 5% of his fees, donating it into an impact fund that can then be used for uh, cause-driven projects, community contribution, or donated to some kind of charity partner. So Mark, great to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for being with us and look forward to getting into your magic and genius.
1: Oh, That's kind of crazy.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Rob. I, I appreciate that. Genius may be a little bit too far, but that's okay. Well, let's see. (laughs) <laughs> okay so um expense to profit i i love what you're doing there of course you know most people listening know me as the book guy we help you know experts to write a book launch to bestseller media grow their businesses with it but in a prior life i owned a financial services company where we did a lot of things like debt resolution for businesses all kinds of stuff so i i I know enough to make me uh, dangerous uh, when it comes to that kind of thing, but I would love to hear your magic. So, you know, you sit down with a business owner that is looking to cut expenses or looking to reinvest in things. What are the first things that you look at, uh, you know, for business owners listening today? Like, what are your steps in the process?
1: So, the first thing we do is we have them run what we call a category expense report. So, most businesses put things into general ledger accounts, so that account um, is an expense account. and so We have you run that, and then we have you sub-run it with the vendors that you use, whether it's procurement or whether it's a solution, so we can see wh- who you're spending money with and how much you're spending. From there, we have a conversation with the business owner as to um, really which check they hate write, writing every month, <laughs> and in most cases these days, it's it's typically something related to health benefits because it goes up every year, whether you want it to or not. Right. But beyond that, um, you know, we'll look at things and see where the opportunities are as we're having conversations with um, with the owner of the uh, of of the corporation, just to see you know what is it. Where do they think they need help and where do they not think they need help? And it's funny how you get in those conversations where they think they not need help. We have a client. (laughs) Well, it's funny because we have a client on the West Coast that basically lays infrastructure piping for municipalities and they're in five different states. So they have um, a few different. Well, it used to be more, but now it's down to three. Ah, uh, wireless providers. Depending on where they are, where their you know their projects are, determines on you know whether they're using um, T-Mobile, AT and T, or Verizon. And so the CFO is, we're talking, and he says, "Yeah, you don't need to look at that because um, our CIO he talks to them every six months and beats them up, and we get discounts." So I said, "Okay, that's all right. <laughs> You're gonna look at it anyway." Humor right? me, humor <laughs> me. Just send me the last invoice for each one of the three providers. And actually the time was four because Sprint was still there before they were bought by T-Mobile. Well, lo and behold, we got them an additional 18% discount that they were not able to get on their own because they just didn't know where market price was. Wow. And when I say market price, that's part of the secret sauce stuff that you were talking about. Yeah. So, you know, what we've done, because over the last 10 years, we've done over 25,000 audits as a team and saved businesses quite a bit of money. And- we tend to know what market price is. And when I say that, when you've done that many audits for so many different types of businesses that we've done, and keep in mind, it doesn't matter whether you're digging ditches or whether you're in a hospital scenario, everybody has wireless devices. Right. So it's a commodity these days. It's a matter of knowing what the pricing are. And oh, by the way, the other thing too that we get that other people don't is even though we don't take compensation, they consider us a partner. So you're big and, and the funny thing was about that situation with that company was I said to I said to the CFO, have your CIO call and he will tell you the following five words that what the business, his business reps going gonna tell him. Those programs do not exist. <laughs> he calls me back a half hour later, he says, that's exactly what he said. I said they don't exist for him, but they do exist for us because we're considered a partner and we've got so that's part of the secret sauce. Is knowing what's available Mm. and what is the pricing, the market pricing for different services and different types of um, commodity purchases and so on and so forth for businesses.
0: Love it. Love it. Love it. So you start with, you know, the breakdown. You want to look at that. Uh, You, of course, know. You have the secret sauce of knowing what the market really is for these things. What are what are some of the other steps? Like what what should people be thinking about uh, themselves? I mean, obviously, if they just because they think they don't need it, you've just explained a scenario where that's clearly wrong. You know, what else? What are the other steps in the process for someone? Sure. So we'll basically contact their vendor. We'll get. Electronically from the vendor what
1: was sold to that business over the last 12 months because as you know when you put things in accounting system sometimes they don't necessarily make it to the right column. Yeah. Um, But we know a vendor knows exactly what they sold you for the last 12 months. Yeah. Plus, it comes to us electronically. So when we get it electronically, we can then slice it and dice it as we do to be able to understand exactly what you're purchasing, how many you're purchasing. If it's a case of something you purchased, how many are in a box, how many boxes are in a case, how many are. you know. So down to an each. So we have, um, you know, like basically a UPC code that we can now know exactly what you're buying and we can then compare it to, obviously, our data that we have. Um, from all the different um, audits that we've done for different types of businesses. We come back to the business and we create what we call a baseline report. It basically says to them, okay, you told us to look at how you're spending money buying food, for instance, if it was like a restaurant or a country club or something. Well, here's the results. They then agree that, in fact, that's true. That's what they spend. And that's the prices they're getting. Once they do, then we basically go back to the market for them. So meaning one of two things. 90% of 91% of the time, we're able to affect positive change. Positive change is a three-legged stool for us. Number one, equal product quality or better. Number two, equal service levels or better. Or if you're not getting the right service level, having that conversation with the vendor. And then we look at pricing. Because if you can't get what you want, when you need it, what could is lower prices, right? right? Right. And because 91% of the time we're able to affect positive change like that with the existing vendor, no vendor change is necessary. Right. And especially in today's marketplace, nobody wants to lose a customer. Right. So negotiation is a, you know, it's, it's a great tactic. But once again, we're not going to negotiate down to the point where they're not profitable. Because everybody has, you got to, everybody's got to earn money. Everybody's got to pay, you know, you got to pay rent, got it, you got, right. We're going to do what we believe is fair. And so, you know, knowing what's fair is what's important. And so um, that's our goal. Our goal is to be fair to the business, fair to the vendor and everybody, big kumbaya. And then we get a price reduction, input new pricings. Yeah, you're saving money. And then we measure that for, for a period of 24 months on a monthly basis. Should the vendor decide to charge you a price that they didn't already agree to, of course, we'll pick that up in our audit because we yeah. do that monthly. And we go back to the resident, hey, you charged them $0.36 cents and it was supposed to be $0.12. Cents. Please credit them back. And we put in our report to the to the client, saving them the aggravation because most of the times, think about it, you know, a couple percent here, a couple percent there, and most clients are not even paying attention to that, right? right? But our report's going to say, hey, you're getting a credit of $242.83 on this purchase that they mispriced their product on. Mm-hmm. And we're doing that for our clients. And we give that to them on a monthly basis. And that helps us also track the delta, right? What you were paying, what you currently are paying. And that's how we get compensated on a gain share basis. So for every dollar saved, client keeps 50 cents. We get 50 cents for a period of 24 months.
0: That's how we do it. That's, awesome. that's our secret sauce. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So you shared, obviously you wrote a book so that... You know, maybe a small business owner could apply some of these principles themselves and learn how to do it because, uh, you know, uh, uh, I'd love to hear like who you work with primarily. Like, I imagine you're looking at a certain level of revenue that a business has to bring in for this to make sense for your team to work with them. So, talk to me about that. Talk to me about who you work with. And then, you know, maybe adapt some of what you're doing for the small business owner that needs to pay attention to these things themselves, but it's not a good fit for them to work with your company?
1: So, well, one thing that we're doing for pretty much every business size right now, down to 10 employees, so revenue is not important, is in the CARES Act, they created something called the Employee Retention Credit. That Employee Retention Credit, a lot of people don't understand it. Matter of fact, most CPAs don't understand it. We're working with two CPAs that understand it very well. And the criteria basically, there's three, but we're only using two of them because they're both black and white. The third one's a little gray. But did you have a reduction in revenue of a certain percent in 2020, 2021? What
0: if you percent didn't qualify, approximately? It's like
1: 25%. No, that's significant. Okay. <laughs> then the the one that's more important, which most people qualify under, was your business affected by a government shutdown? Hmm. So, think about all the restaurants that were closed. Yeah. Think about all of the entertainment facilities that were closed. I mean, you can go on and on and on. And all the different restaurants that actually pivoted, into this, you still were affected. You all are able to claim this employee retention credit. So, it goes into payroll, it goes into taxes paid, it goes into um, health benefits paid. If you gave somebody off family leave for co- for COVID-related family illness, if you gave somebody off to go get a COVID vaccination, there's a credit. So that said, we're finding tremendous amounts of money for all size businesses. Wow. We had one 14-person business. We got $44,000. They got PPP, so that also has to be credited against what you potentially can get for ERC. So it's a big complication, um, but the CPAs are doing it. And we had another 14-person company. They got $418,000. Now, why wow. the difference? The difference is because the 44,000 in recovery for 420 employees was a lower average salary and the other one happened to be an association that had higher average salaries. So um, you can get up to $26,000 per employee for 2020 and 2021 if you qualify, which is huge dollars. Yeah. We got a national franchise pizza chain, almost $3 million. They had 350 employees, a bunch, a bunch of different locations, they had a bunch of stores we got th- almost $3 million in a recovery on the ERTC. Incredible. So, so their size doesn't really matter, but right. for normal businesses, we're looking, we're, we're working with $20 million revenue businesses. Okay. Because typically 50% of that is going to be payroll related, uh, meaning belly buttons, right? Yeah. People that you're paying um, as opposed to things around payroll, like benefits and payroll services and so on and so forth. So that's $10 million for us to work with. And if, if we, you know, look at a million dollars and our average savings across all categories, about 18 percent. That's one hundred eighty thousand dollars worth of savings. Is that, you know, for a business that size, is that meaningful? And in most cases it is. Sure. Plus, of course, as you already mentioned, we give back five percent of what we we get paid to uh, an impact fund. The business gets to, to designate where that money goes. Nice. Um, so that's how we have fun every day. Yeah. and and really, our our businesses are are all different sizes, shapes, income from all verticals. Our biggest business is a two trillion dollar year business. I've been working with them for over six years. Two trillion. And people would say two trillion. This is an international Fortune fifty business, and people would say, "Well, why don't they have people that do what you do?" Well, they do. They still don't know what market price is. Sure. Or they're possibly overpaying. Like we saved them one hundred eighty six thousand dollars on their wireless a month.
0: <laughs> well, it's such a big a business. So I mean, that, that makes
1: sense. But they have over eight thousand employees. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, yeah. in, in in eight thousand devices and so on and so forth. And then we also found them a two point three million dollar recovery in overpaid workman's comp premiums. Well, tremendous. So. Very the worthwhile. bottom line is, it's extremely worthwhile, and you know we have conversations with a lot of different businesses that that do qualify, that don't qualify. We also have an arrangement with a GPO um, for those that are below that twenty million dollar level that that don't qualify for our expense reduction services, where we can put them in with this GPO, where they'll be able to save, you know, same again, about twenty twenty five percent on their costs. And we have a gain share again on that as well. But um it's, you know, just straight GPO. Be there as long as you want. You can cancel them tomorrow if you want. You can stay them for four
0: or five years. Just depends on the client. We've got them all over the place. Right. Well, I love what you said about the employee retention credit. I have... um You remind me when this is done. Uh, Of course, you know, I'll leave this on the podcast, but I have several people to refer to you. One, a big influencer in the restaurant and bar space. So the employee retention credit, I think, would very, very directly help many of his customers. And I don't know that they know that. Um, They might, but I don't know. And so uh, I'll definitely refer you there. I think uh, for anybody who was impacted by the shutdowns, you need to get uh, somebody to look into that. And of course, uh, Mark, we'll get some links and whatnot at the end of the podcast where people can get in contact with you and and look into that because that seems like a no-brainer uh, to me and, and a, an amazing opportunity if you were impacted by, uh, by the shutdowns in some way. So thanks for sharing that. Let me ask you about your book. I want to go deep into it in a few minutes, but I, I want to ask um, a few things in a general sense, like your client, your client threshold for your general programs at twenty million dollars a year in revenue. That is, uh, you know, probably what some people would still consider a small business, but it is probably the point zero four percent of all businesses <laughs> right in the world. Um, you know, to to reach the eight figure a year mark, to reach twenty million a year. Did you write your book? just for that individual or is your book really for any business of any size that that could learn from it and we're of course in a few minutes going to get into how you're using your book and all of that but but first tell me were you really narrow in your book to that specific customer or or did you go a little broader No. So I wrote the book to help anybody in business. And in the book
1: is specific. Each chapter is a different example of a business that we helped save in a specific category. So you're going to get enough information to be able to think hard about what we're talking about. Can you do it on your own? possibly. Will you be as successful as we would be? The answer is not. But then again, I would say if we save you 18%, you can save save yourself 9%. Well, you're actually at the same level because we're going to split the savings 50-50. Right. you know, long term, it's better, you know, when we're involved um, only because we're doing three year contracts and you're probably not going to get that from a vendor. A vendors not going to listen to you talk about how you want your pricing fixed for 24, 12 months, 24 months, 36. But for us, they do because they know that's the way we do business. But right. but that said, the book is written for everybody. Good. Anybody in business can actually glean something from this book that will help them think a little bit more about. You know, how are they managing and
0: monitoring how their business is spending money? Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. I I think that that is a great strategy because you're, you're helping people that probably, well, in most cases, the vast majority of cases are never going to become your client, but you're helping them. You're making a difference in their lives. You're, you're making a difference in their businesses and the people that, you know potentially will buy that book or read that book that could become your client you're helping them but you're also showing them look You know, in one sense, you have nothing to lose to work with you, right? I mean, you know, you're only getting paid if you're, you're saving them money and you have this tremendous track record of 91% of the businesses that you've worked with that you're saving money. So I love that. I I think that that is a absolute no brainer. So let's then pivot to, you know, I I think what could help a, a lot of people that are the authors listening to this podcast that want to use a book to attract their right client. Look, you attract a big client that's doing 20 million a year in revenue and that's your that's your lower threshold. You know, a, a client is worth, I would imagine, six figures or multiple six figures to your company in most cases an average client. So getting a client for you is pretty significant. How are you using your book to get clients? You know, any examples you can you can show me or or tell me would be great. It's interesting when the book first came out, you know, I I wrote the book
1: to help people be better in business. I didn't really write the book for marketing purposes. And as a matter of fact, the the publisher that helped me write the book was telling me, oh, you got to create funnels and you got to do this. No, I'm not interested in that. Right. This is an informational piece. And I'm just going to share it with people. And I don't care if I really get paid. So, So you'll see if you go to Amazon that my book is not a very expensively priced book. Number one, I don't care to make money on it. I didn't write it to make money on it. Right. From the book sales. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to educate people and hopefully that will come back and I'll give you that example in a second where it has, first of all, my $2 trillion a year revenue business that has been a client for six years. I sent the book to the gentleman who we deal with directly and he all of a sudden went like, oh, I didn't realize you get guys do that
0: stuff too. Okay, so then we got some more business there. <laughs> Can you give me an idea <laughs> then, of what we got some more business means? What what did that mean revenue for you, for your company? What is that? It was a it, it was a seven figure revenue. Okay, so I'm, I'm glad we cleared that up because eh, oh, by the way, we got some more business. You got an extra million bucks or more. That's yes, pretty yes, significant. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and then I sent it to a couple
1: partners of mine that really hadn't referred to any business. They're partners, you know, referral partners, but really hadn't sent any business. And one of the guys says to me, "Oh wow, you can procure like major amounts of paper." Yeah. Well, I have this relationship with this printing association. Maybe you can help them. Well, that became, again, a multi-million dollar revenue opportunity. Wow. And we're saving them 25% on what they used to pay. Love it. Love it. (laughs) So, again, a lot of dollars. And because we have a referral business, we're happy to pay referral fees. Yeah. So not only is that partner now who wasn't engaged is now engaged, Plus, now he's sending other business because he was like,
0: whoa, yeah, really? Yeah. So anyhow, so there you have it. So yeah, that, that, there's two,
1: two great examples.
0: Yeah, Mark, that is great examples. Now, one of the things that I tell all of my clients and anybody that will listen is the simplest thing, and oftentimes the most effective thing you can do with your book is, one, get it in the hands of your current clients, which is what you did. And two, get it in the hands of potential referral partners because, you know, get them two, three, four, five books that they can give out, that they can introduce you. Obviously, one client for you could be worth seven figures or multi-seven figures. But for any business, one client here, one client there from your book could be worth 5000 10000 20000 Who knows what the number is? So I love that you're doing that. And, and I hope you're continuing to do that. Not that you just did that one time. No, we, um, we we send books out. I got to stack them here. They go out all the
1: time. And then when we bring on new partners, they get a copy of my book. I sign a copy to them and yeah. tell them to make sure they read it to cover to cover. And if they want to get more copies, let me know. I'm happy to send them more copies that they can then send to potential business opportunities for themselves. So, you know, it, it starts to expound um, upon the opportunity it just gets bigger and bigger because of that.
0: Yeah, Love it. Look, I, I love it. I love what you do. Uh, it's obviously making a difference in businesses. I love uh, how you've used your books. Uh, I understand you don't want to mess with funnels and that kind of thing. You should think of some other things that you could do. You could do direct mail. You could send your book in direct mail to ideal clients of yours. You know, just send a copy. What's it cost? Uh, three bucks to print and another dollar or two to direct mail it to the right person in a company that's $20 million, $100 a million, $1 billion a year in revenue and you know just a simple direct mail campaign could be like a tremendous uh, way for you to explode that business using your book anyway just a, a suggestion take it or leave it uh, i got a couple of other ideas for you but appreciate you know, that I, I love what you're doing i do think it's making a difference where can we send people that want to get a copy of your book want to learn more about you maybe want to learn about the um what were the the initials again the uh so you can go to ex- expensetoprofit.com. Okay. Um,
1: and on there, there's a direct link to Amazon to buy the book. Great. And right now we've got the, what's the? Uh, it's like Employee retention credit, program. Is that the? Well, I was, I, I was going to say we got a separate website for that, but the um, the book, you can either buy the hard copy and that's discounted down. And yeah. then the uh, Kindle version is like 99 cents. So right. if you don't want paper and you want to buy a Kindle version, I've got it up there right now for 99 cents for your audience so Love. they can you know, go ahead and you know, like I said, my goal is not to make money on the business to yeah. educate people. Right. On the ERC, ERTC program, we've got a site called EvolvedERC.com, E-V-O-L-V-E-D-E-R-C.com. Okay. And that there's a quick little application that basically tells you whether or not you qualify. And if you qualify, we'll get a direct link when that comes in. We'll then um, basically uh, confirm a few things ourselves. And then we'll um, introduce to
0: uh, one of the CPAs that um, would handle your project directly. So, yeah, love it, love it, awesome. So, expense to profit com. Uh, if you want to learn about the ERC program, EvolvedERC.com. dot uh, Mark, thanks for being with us. Uh, thanks for sharing your your wisdom and your knowledge. I love what you do. Rob, thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for listening in on the Publish, Promote, Profit podcast. If you enjoyed it, please take a minute and like and subscribe to the podcast because every week I bring you either great guests or great teaching to help you to grow your income and your impact with a best-selling book. And if you're interested in having your own best-selling book, check out my short video which explains our trademark process at beginmybook.com.